2: Uh, now, on to the next game, which was Eels versus Manly. Uh, we'll talk about it quickly to get it out of the way. Has anyone, and I'm being serious when I ask this, has anyone seen any footage that says that tackle was high on uh, Hayes Perrin? Nope. Has anyone seen any footage? Like, this is where I feel like the fans, whether you're Manly or you're Eels, deserve to at least see footage of such a huge call. And I still have yet to see any conclusive footage that says that, um, because when it happened, it wasn't a penalty. It was a, it was only after that it got called a penalty. So I wanna know what the bunker was looking at that I didn't get to look at that was such a huge call in the game. Uh, what did you guys think about that uh, penalty that truly impacted the game? And what's crazy, a set later, uh, Regan Campbell Killard Actually gets Head high, <laughs> And they don't give it to it It's What are we doing Anyway sorry Apologies Apologies Rest They have it hard I'm sorry But that's just I'm just
3: passionate But mate I, passionate. I feel like you know, I don't know about you Tim But I feel like When you throw it to us I've got nothing more to add to yeah. it Because it's just It's just what it is. is it I'm as confused as you I'm sure we all are That we're watching it Yeah, yeah. Like, I, Tui two Great Great
2: uh, Tackle That was a great tackle In my opinion Yeah and also, like, for people saying, oh, you know, he shouldn't have been as aggressive. Like, he has to be because if he doesn't put his body on the line, he's going to get bumped. Yeah, He's going to get bumped. So he has to throw everything he has into that tackle. I Yeah, look, if, you, if they release footage or someone can send it to me where it shows, like, direct contact with the head, absolutely right core. I personally just have not seen any footage that shows contact to the head.
3: Just on him as well. Has he not been one of the finds of the
1: season,
2: mate? I've told you. I, I know Cool has been getting the rats, but Tuilapoatu mm. has been outstanding, outstanding. Two hundred twelve meters, a try, eighty-three post contact, two tackle breaks, a line break. I think he's been outstanding.
3: If you take out the try, there his stats every week. Yeah, yep. He, he's incredibly consistent. He Does a heap of work. He's he's got that Toto-esque big sort of fucking feel about boy. Him. He's a yep.
2: big like. Did you see him next to Hayes? Yeah. He's fucking huge. I reckon he's about 6'2", maybe 98 kilos. Fucking, I forget. You know what's weird? It's like when I played footy, like I always thought like I'm a small person. Like I'm a small, like I'm just a small person. That's what I always just think in my head. And then when I quit footy and like got out into the real world, (laughs) I was like, oh shit, like (laughs) I'm not actually a small person. But when you're in footy, you're like, oh, I'm like a very light, small, a small guy. Then you get out in the real world and you're like, You know, I'm nearly six foot. I'm 100 kilos at the moment, which is a bit too much. But do you know what I mean? That's not a small guy. But because they're all so fucking big, you get used to walking around giants all the time. But yeah, I went into the real world and I was like, oh, I'm actually probably an uh, average size. Imagine
3: how those guys feel now. Yeah. Like like it's only got bigger.
2: Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, But yeah, like for Tui Pilotsu, you wouldn't think... Oh, he's a big body. You would just say, "Oh, yeah, he's a normal size winger in the NRL." He's actually like six foot two, one hundred and up, like at least ninety-eight kilos. Big, big boy. Uh, we'll, we'll get to. We'll talk about Sea Eagles first of all before we get to the Eels. Um, <coughs> this is heartbreaking. This loss. This is heartbreaking because although I don't know whether Eels would have gone on and, and come back and won the game, as a Manly fan, you're like that call directly got them in the position to get the points, to score the game, to win the game. And if they win this game, Manly are in a totally different position. I think they're in the eight, pretty much. Uh, at the very least, you know, they're they're on equal points. They're, they're in, the in the eight. They'd be on equal points. <laughs> they'd they'd be. I'm not <laughs> joking. No, <laughs> they, they'd now be, we've, we've created a whole meme about it, like <laughs> we can't even say equal points anymore. But so
4: Sausa Sausa on ten competition points, and they're sitting eighth, and Manly are also on ten, so they would jump South and be eighth because
2: they have a better points differential.
4: No, no, they're equal now. So if they won, they would be above oh, six. Oh,
2: okay. I see what you mean. So they'd okay. be
4: eighth. Yeah. They'd so, be the same yep. points as the Roosters.
2: Okay. So, so they're currently equal on points for eighth, but they have a worse points differential than Raiders and Rabidos. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um so funny now it'll just be a constant running joke of like can't say equal on points can't take a lot points during, uh,
4: during that chat last week i was like 50 percent of he was sitting here in stitches the other 50 percent of me was like <laughs> if they throw to me i'm just going to curl up an
2: <laughs> and not be able to say a word but the funny thing was is that like like he was right like he was right on the ladder but like we were both right so there was no like wrong answer but Anyway, the good thing is it has created a lot of memes. <laughs> it has created a lot of memes, which is good. As long as the boys are having fun and enjoying themselves, that's what we want around this show. Um, but, yeah, look, the, the Seagulls, it's a devastating loss because oh. now they fall out of the eight, and we just spoke about the next month of footy for them, plus they lose Tom Trubojevic. Is this a season-defining unfortunate loss? Is this, Put it this way. Is this a situation where fans have every right to be pissed at a call that changed their entire
3: season? Yes or no? Yeah, potentially I mean, it's obviously compounded with all the other shit we've mm. spoken about But yeah, I mean, if we get to the end of the season And Manly are 12th or 13th I think this will be the night
4: that we look back on and go
3: Fuck yeah,
4: That's what Could It would have changed it, it everything
3: to shit that
2: night Yeah, yeah. Uh, What do you reckon, Timmy?
4: Yeah, I mean, ultimately Injuries aside Manly reside coming into 2022 with genuine title credentials uh, and even with Tommy Turbo there and other players there, they were underperforming and should have been higher than they were. So, yeah, it was one bad call that may have cost them a game, give or take. You know, it's hard to blame it on one call, isn't it? Um, mm. But that game on the weekend, the poor old Manly fans just would have had their souls ripped from their bodies. We, we pretty much... I had my say on this game before, before we got to this game, but how good Josh Schuster looked and how important he was coming back into that side. Oh, what, what he did for Tommy Turbo and the space he created for Turbo at the back, um, going up against Parra, top four side, and looking great, and going, we're back, here we go, mm. to that decision, to not getting beaten on the buzzer, Tommy going down, it was just like everything that could go wrong uh, just did... As, a, as they got their b- brightest moment of the season and it just got ripped from them.
2: Yeah, oh. absolutely. I feel for Manly fans. And obviously on Wednesday, I'll say it's the best reckoning I've ever seen in my life. But on this show, I'm going to say I feel for Manly fans because that, <laughs> that was bullshit. Now, they fought enough to win that game. They yeah. fought enough to win that game. Uh, and who knows if that call... Because there were still minutes in the game. So it's, you don't definitely know that Eels wouldn't have you know won it. But if... if uh, Tui uh, Polotu makes that tackle, then they get through their set. All of a sudden, Eels are at the other end of their, you know, other end of the right. field. So, I can uh, totally understand why Manly fans would be devastated with this loss because it's such a crucial time, especially after they lost Tom Tavoyevich. Where do Manly go from here? Like we've spoken about it, a little, or we've probably spoken about it already. Is there anyone else that you wanted to speak about in this Manly side? Uh, from the weekend.
3: Oh, I, I just, he's already been mentioned, but Josh Schuster, like, Oof. I watched that game, then I had a look at the stats after. Like, I couldn't believe he only played 33 minutes. Yeah. yeah. I felt like he was everywhere. Like, I, I would have guessed he was up around the 50-55 just by.
2: And you look at his stats, you'd go, yeah. Like, look at his stats. 61 metres, 14 tackles. But if you actually watch the game, yeah. you go, this guy was electric, like, actually electric. The, the no look pass that he does is better than I've ever seen in my life. It seriously is.
3: I think as well with Shus, you got to remember, like, he's obviously come back from injury. You know, he's a while off being his best. Like, he, he came back and played one game. I think that was the Thursday night. Mm. He had his 21st on the Saturday night, so he, I'm Mate, sure he would he? have done a number on himself then. Yeah. So. <laughs> no,
2: he's not like that. He no, no way. That.
3: But, you know, it, it, like, match fitness, the better he gets, it's going to be scary him, especially if he gets a few weeks at 5'8. Mate, I
2: was about, that's my next point. If he does fulfil his potential,
3: imagine that... Like, I'm trying
2: to think of the last time we've had a six this big. Could you remember a a time when a six has been this big and strong? Like, the last time I can think of a guy that was really big enough is probably Freddie that could play 13. But Schuster is a much bigger body than, um, than Freddie. And Freddie probably wouldn't have been big enough to play on the edge. I'd assume. Could be wrong. Whereas Schuster, like, he's big enough to... Even play in the middle if he had to. Mm. Have we seen a big fella that can play six as this silky hands
4: before? Filetti Matteo. I, I think he was very lot, and yeah. he was
2: very like offloading. Yeah. I think like actual passing. Mm. I would probably have Schuster a little bit ahead, but you're yeah. right. He, he's silky hands. Thereabouts. Yeah.
4: The only one I'll throw and Schuster's probably a more skillful player, but Johnny Sutton. Yeah.
3: yeah
2: good a that's, a that's a yeah. great shout. Great shout. Uh And people forget like Sutton. Fucking, any day was. This, this close to playing
3: Origin too, wasn't he? It was a train-off
4: between him and Josh Reynolds. Yeah, wow. So, yeah.
3: Well, I think the other one, and obviously Schuster's a lot more athletic than him, but just like the ball-playing ability, it's a bit like Glenn Stewart. Yeah, yeah, that's a great shout. But he's so much more athletic than what Stewart mm. was. Um, Mate, if I don't can... think we have seen a Schuster.
2: That's what I, that's what I mean. Before. I can't remember a player that fits the same description as Schuster that has – as silky ball... Like, even little things like his ability to square the player. Like, a lot of big boys just don't have that ability to do that. It's wild. So the key for Manly is just making sure they keep him fit, you know, keep his weight down, keep him agile, keep his, keep his weight down so that he doesn't get a lot of soft tissue injuries, all that kind of stuff. Because if they do get the best out of him... We, we may have a new type of six that we haven't really seen before, which is exciting as anything. Mm. And he's going to um, be hard to
3: emulate as well.
2: And, and also hard to defend. Yeah. Because if you give him an inch, he'll fend you, he'll bump you. We Very rarely have we seen a six that truly can run at you like a, you know, close to a front row at the very least. So very exciting time for Manly and Schuster. Still extremely early days though, extremely early days. Maybe he doesn't kick on to do what we hope he would, but... The potential in him is absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, Outside of that, look, I thought Manly Siegel's forward pack turned up in a much better mind frame. I do still think they're lacking a little bit of oomph. I thought they were a little bit quiet through the middle. Um, Now, to be fair in their defence, the Eels forward pack is an absolute motherfucker to play. Um, But I just thought defensively they were outstanding. You know, you've got uh, basically both front rowers – only had one missed tackle between them. Ola Kuwatu had no missed tackles. Davey only had a missed t- one missed tackle. Jake Dvojevic had two missed tackles, but he made 52. So if your forward pack is putting up those kind of numbers, it's a fucking great knock. Mm-hmm. So devastated for Manly fans. I can understand why you would feel upset. Um, and also shout out to Harper. You know, I know yeah. he's been under the pump, yeah. but I feel like he's bounced back. You know, he's still got a ways to go, but he had a try, he had a try assist. He ran for 140 meters. He had a tackle break, 14 tackles and a line break assist. It's not bad. It's not bad. So, congratulations to him. Have we, uh, we done a welfare check on the boys yet, Tom and Eddie? Fuck Tom and Eddie. Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. All of a so sudden, poor Tom and Eddie. They've been putting shit on me for two years. Jesus Christ. Fuck those guys. Um, the video of Tom watching yeah, Moses kick unreal. the field goal. Uh, kick the conversion. That was pretty funny. Uh, now, onto the Eels. Uh, one of those games where you just go, thank you. Yeah, we'll take you it. Thank you. We'll yeah, take it. Yeah. Thank the rugby league gods. I will say, though, I'm going to sound like a cynic. I don't like this inconsistency. It's starting to concern me. It's starting to make me go, oh, when I, when I was saying their premiership threats, if you play like this, eventually it's going to catch up to you. It's going to catch up to you. Uh, so it, it was a good win and they did really well to fight back into it. But what do you think about it, Timmy?
4: I mean, starting off, they. The fact that they, they started Mirada Neokora, who's played one game this season, he was back from injury, and they had Ryan Madison and Nathan Brown coming off the bench, I did not understand it. One of the weirdest decisions I've seen. But it also says, like, holy shit, how good is Parra's depth and forward depth in partic- particular to have Nathan Brown and Ryan Madison yeah. coming off the bench? Um, mate, Parramatta were terrific, and I think the bloke who impresses me more and more every single week is Reid Marnie. Mm. Just as a complete hooker. Yeah. He has a kicking game. He tackles his ass off. He has a terrific running game. Great like service. Great service. Like he assesses what's in front of him really well and takes the right option nine times out of ten. He's going to be so, so huge for the Dogs next year. And I just – I rate him more and more every time I watch the boat play and how key he is to this side. Mm. Um, and you're right with Parry. They're sort of up and down. They're getting up for the big games, which is important. But, uh, again, they they got the job done. So Yeah, what do you reckon, Guru?
3: Yeah, I'm with you. I find it so fucking frustrating how up and down they are. And whenever you talk to a Parramatta fan, yeah, but we beat Penrith and Melbourne. I'm like, I know. But you do it every year. Yeah, I know. You beat them every year in the regular season. I I, I think what you just said echoes what uh, I've heard Smithy say a few times, Mm. that the way that you play during the regular season, it will come out in finals time. And they are inconsistent. They've beaten the top teams twice. I understand that. But I remember sitting there last year and – They've done the same thing. They've mm. beaten Melbourne, down in Melbourne. They've done this. They've done that. I don't know. I just, I, I, honestly, I just want to fast forward 15 weeks with to see. To that's, see. That's all, yeah. I, I don't care what they do for the rest yeah. of this season. Because it's,
2: it's, it's honestly, it's almost irrelevant. Like, yeah, I know because, they're good. Yeah, you don't, you don't know have to prove good. that to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm still going to stick to my guns that they are a premiership threat. I still believe that they genuinely can win the NRL, the comp. The concern with the consistency is, though, is that when you get into finals footy, especially if you're not in the top four, and the crazy thing is is that top four is getting fucking hard to make because you've got Storm, Penrith, Cowboys, Sharks, and Broncos now. Like, all of a sudden, that top four becomes Mm. hard. So you need to go – let's say they don't make the top four. Let's say they just make top eight. They need to go week one win, week two win, week three. They need to win four games on the trot four high-quality games on the trot to win a premiership. Now, could you genuinely say right now that they have the capability to win four games during finals footy on the trot?
3: No. They don't, That's they're, what, they're not I'm the same like, team oh. week to week. They're With, completely different. De- I'll, I'll say this about Parramatta. They've they played the Canberra Raiders this week down in Canberra. It's going to be tough. After that, they go by Canterbury... They'll play the Roosters, missing origin players. Then they'll play the Bunnies, who will be missing origin players as well. Then they've got the Tigers, the Warriors. It's a big opportunity for them to stack five or six wins and lock themselves into a top four spot. Mm. And then really prepare them. I don't know how you do it. I don't know that's up to a smarter guy than me. But if they can lock themselves into a top four spot and know that three or four weeks out from finals time... like. And mate it's not only going to be four weeks of finals it's going to be five they play the melbourne storm around 25. yes yeah, so that's five weeks of finals it's five weeks of finals and they play melbourne at combank stadium round 25 I, I guarantee you they'll fucking win that yeah probably they'll win that game of football and then finals will start i just
2: i think i've got faith that they're going to pull them together i don't know what it is it's something about like dylan brown's form have a look at these stats 140 run meters 45 post contact two tackle breaks 29 tackles Zero misses in the half. He he just adds such an extra dimension to them. I think Mitchell Moses has matured dramatically. Mm. I think he's playing easily career best footy. So, yes, they, are, they do concern me because I'm like, oh, my God, I just want them to get consistent. I do think they're going to find a way to pull it all together. Now, does that mean they're going to win it? I'm not sure. But I do think if I had to bet money now, I would say they make a prelim. I think they make they take that extra step this they year. They don't,
3: it's a disappointment.
2: Yeah, that's it's true. If they don't, it's a disappointment for sure. Uh, will Pensini, I think he's been really improving each week. Um I will say Bailey Simonson, I love his energy. I love how much work he gets through. In defense though, some of his decision making, mm. it just needs to he needs to fix that. Did is did you feel that yep. watching yeah, it at
4: he's all? Had issues. Yep. Uh Mike Sevo due back any day now. Yep. Wow. Yeah, he That's played cup on
3: the weekend, in. scored a few tries, so yeah. uh, he looked good. And yeah. you've also got Sean Russell; yeah. he's back
4: available now, too, so they got serious options. depth across that entire side. I yeah. mean, if there is a time to win
2: a comp, it is now. Yeah. It is now and with Reid yeah, Barney there. The
4: thing is with the the inconsistency. I know it's a bit of a narrative we've seen before. I don't think we've seen, even when they've been up there thereabouts after eight to ten rounds. I don't think we've seen a parasite this good. You know, maybe you go back this time last no, Maybe we had, but I, I don't agree. think so. They've still got 15 weeks to sort of get this shit sorted and get and become a more consistent side. Whether they can do that, only time will tell, but 15 rounds is a long time.
3: Yeah. I, I feel like we haven't seen them better when they're playing good, but I don't think they've been this inconsistent. Not too. this early.
2: Usually they're killing it, they're yeah. flying. Yeah, normally they fly. And that second half, they just go, and then they get a little bit up for the finals. Yeah, I agree with you, though, Tim. I think that this is the best... When they're playing good, it's easily the best footy they've played. Easily. Like, all, all their players are... You know, nearly in career best form when they're playing good footy. So, it's hard to it's hard to put our finger on. It's a it was a fantastic win. They stayed in the game. They put themselves in the position to get that um, conversion. I mean, let's just talk quickly about Mitchell Moses. What a clutch what a conversion! <laughs> yeah. Pouring down in the rain. Everyone, you know, Mitchell Moses, one of the most unfairly maligned sevens in the game, in my opinion. Everyone's expecting him to miss because it's like, oh, Mitchell Moses, yeah, big games, he doesn't turn up. rah-rah-rah. It's a big game in a big moment. Nails it, nails it.
3: For a right footer from that side.
2: Extremely tough, tough. extremely tough in the wet weather. And like, so massive congratulations to Mitch Moses. I I think he's been so good this year. He's just, he's really maturing. He's he's making the progress you want your halves to make. He hasn't stagnated. He hasn't stayed the same. Like his defense is great. His attack is just, like that try that he scored, like last week he was the best player on the field against the roosters like i know they lost but he was incredible that try where he grubbles twice i think Mm. was absolutely amazing so congratulations to moses what a conversion
3: he's gone from a real highlight seven to just a well-rounded seven yeah like you're happy to like you used to be happy to have mitch moses on his good weeks you're happy to have him any week absolutely
2: now mitch moses i'm pretty sure could you check he hasn't taken his player option up yet
4: It still says player option on
0: So, So right now, he's only contracted for next year. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
2: Should the yields be worried because his value just gone?
3: Mm. I think so. We've We've seen the impact of halves moving clubs this year.
2: Yep. Reynolds and Townsend have made it even harder for clubs to keep good 100%. sevens because you're going.
3: There's never been a better time to be a seven
2: right now because yeah. you're you're literally going. Guys like Townsend, who everyone like, oh, I thought it was a great signing. I fully backed it, but you would have to say the general consensus with the Townsend signing was like, "What's he going to bring to the Cowboys?" <laughs> like, and look what he has done with that club. He's a premiership-winning seven. So, the, to be a seven, even if you're just a solid seven, you know, Mitch Moses is on the fringes of Origin seven. He played Origin last year. I thought he did a good job. Do the Eels need to push quickly to get it done? What do you think, Timmy?
4: Yeah, of course they do. I mean, it would be such a shame um, for him having persisted. The, cl- the club persisted with him over the last few years when he's been maligned and vice versa, him sticking with the club and that sort of thing. Um, it would be such a shame to see him leave Parramatta. Um, yeah. I'd love to see him finish his days there. And the issue there is, isn't it, just that his value is going up with every single game he plays at the moment particularly if they get results at the back end of the year uh, in 2022 so then it becomes salary cap constraints where we know how rounded their entire 17 is their depth we've just spoken about it yeah they've got Reid Marnie leaving Isaiah Papali and these sort of things there might be some money freed up but you know all of a sudden a bloke you have on 600k becomes a 900k a year player Mm. um it's a lot of pressure on that cap, yep. isn't it? And, and all of a sudden, you're, you're reeling to sort of find cap space where another club's already got it. So, mm. yeah, if they can lock him up long-term, happy days. But and I think he's 27
2: as well, so he's hitting the age yeah. where he should get that contract. It can no longer be like, mate, the contract will come. It'll come. Yeah. How much are you paying for Mitchell Moses?
3: I was, I was just about to say, the other thing that makes it tough is because Mitchell Moses is playing so well, the block next to him as well, his value is just skyrocketing. Yeah, they've got to keep Dylan go. Brown. So and Dylan it's...
2: Brown is only just taking up an option for 23 as well, I'm pretty sure.
3: Yeah, correct. Like, if they manage to keep both of those, I think they've done incredibly well.
2: Brown has just been so good.
4: Do you see Moses leaving, though, considering he hasn't won a comp, and he probably do you, like he probably wouldn't go to the Dolphins and start again, as you guys mentioned a few weeks ago.
2: Look, it's, it's an interesting one because, you know, maybe there are clubs right now that don't need a seven, but they do need a seven in the next 12 to 24 months that are title threats. For example, the Melbourne Storm. You know,
3: I also think that if they don't win a comp this year, some of those guys have to be looking around the room going... Yeah. When is, what, if it what? hasn't happened, yeah. When it happen? When is it going to? We've just pulled a nine out of absolutely nowhere. Reid Marnie, who's yeah. turned into a premier nine, he's now gone. Got Hodgson walking in, who's solid. He's coming off an ACL injury. Like Papali, gone. We just we just we also just pulled the one of the. I would say he's the best forward in rugby league right now, as i Papali. He's fucking so. If not, he's top three. Yeah, call him the third best if you want. Yeah, we pulled him out of obscurity. He's now gone.
2: Mate, yeah. Look, it's fucking. It's, this is the time. This is the time. So interesting times. I personally think he stays. I do believe he will stay. I think that you will find the money for him. But then the question becomes Brown because Brown all, is is slowly creeping up into that worth five six hundred k seven hundred k.
3: If you're another club, is Moses a guy you're happy to pay a million for, or is he just is he just like he couldn't be a heap far below that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't pay a 1000000 I'd put him around the seven eight hundred k for me. Okay, I think that's a really fair. Oh, I get a, a desperate club play nine for him. Yeah, I think so. Like if you're the Bulldogs or whatever, yeah. for sure. Even the Tigers to a degree, Knights. The Knights make a play at him. Probably don't have the money in the cap. Um, for me personally, because he hasn't won a comp and he hasn't actually played anything further than second week of finals, yep. I would put him around the 700 to 800K. I think a million dollars is reserved for like you've won comps or I mean, you've, you've yeah. come close to winning comps or prelims and rah-rah. Um, but yeah, look... They got the win. That's the main thing. Uh, hopefully they can continue uh, winning going forward because the last thing they want to do is go on the finals footy. But I agree with you. They've got plenty of time to sort out.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.